Spring? Is that you? Warmer temps mean new Allbirds styles. Meet the Super Light Collection, the lightest ever shoes from Allbirds, now in fresh colors. They've designed must-have travel styles for when you need to jet. The lighter-than-air feel and barely-there fit makes these shoes some of the most packable styles ever. That means more comfort and less baggage. Take the Super Light Tree Runner on your next adventure. Its cushy, lightweight foam midsole supports every step, and the extra outsole traction gives you the grip to just go for it. The Eucalyptus Fiber Upper adds next-level breathability to keep you going all day. Plus, the Super Light Tree Runner is comfortable and ready to go right out of the box. So, what can you do in a Super Light Shoe? What can't you do is the better question. And because they're super packable, the real question is, where are you taking them? Experience how Allbirds redefines comfort. Visit Allbirds.com and use code SUPER24 for a free pair of socks with a purchase of $48 or more. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S dot com, code SUPER24. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. You are now tuned in to the God Goals and Girl Talk podcast, where we discuss living for the kingdom of God while living in the culture. I'm your host, Charlotte Walker. I'm a pediatric nurse practitioner, wife, daughter, sister, auntie, and friend. And I am on the journey of producing and fulfilling every purpose that God saw for me before the beginning of time. And I want you on this journey with me. Each week, we are going to discuss how to apply God's word to our everyday lives. Get ready for some word, some gems, and a few laughs along the way. Now let's start the show. This episode of the God Goals and Girl Talk podcast is brought to you by The Society. The Society is our online community for women of faith who are looking for a safe space to be encouraged, educated, and empowered. The Society is hosted by myself, Tatum Tamia of the Blessed and Bossed Up podcast, Kavaya Watrice of the She Who Is Called app, and Rosalind Renee of the Therapy as a Christian podcast. Y'all look. This community is so rich and it really has something for everyone. If you're an entrepreneur, Tatum has business trainings every month and has built an amazing resource library. And almost every month we have a number of like funding opportunities and all of this just wonderful information together. We even have a place for us to share our businesses so we can work with each other. If you are struggling with time management and productivity, Rosalind's going to snatch you together, okay? She does these Monday productivity minutes that have been blessing my life. If you're looking for practical ways to walk by faith, Kavaya is out here dropping big gems. And of course, 
I'm out here teaching live Bible studies every two weeks. And that don't even touch our quarterly challenges, corporate fasts, live events, and so much more. One thing I've learned about the society is that given the opportunity, we are always going to glorify God and we always going to go to brunch. Okay. We be brunching out here. Houston be turning up. Atlanta be turning up. Okay. Like we are out here glorifying God. Bibles and brunch. Okay. So if you are in need of a safe space of like-minded women of faith, start your two-week free trial of the society today by clicking the link in the show notes or going to www.blessedandbossedupsociety.com. Hey guys, and welcome to another episode of the God Goals and Girl Talk podcast. I am so excited for this week's episode. It's kind of a continuation of where we were last week when we were talking about winning in the wilderness. This week, we are still talking about winning in the wilderness, but we're going to talk about just kind of what we're supposed to do in the wilderness, as well as some of the traps, child. Okay. Are you getting caught in the traps? Now, before we get started, a couple of quick church announcements. Make sure that you join us in the Blessed and Bossed Up Society for the Relationship Refresh Challenge. It is going down June 26th through July 10th. We have some incredible speakers really just here to help you reset if you've been feeling like you've been dragging chow and you just don't know what to do. You was tired. You're trying to really gain some momentum going into the second half of the year. You need to be in this challenge. It is starting June 26th. It is absolutely free for the two weeks. If you decide to stay in the society after that, which you should, but if you decide that you want to stay, then we will happily have you. But if you decide that you want to cancel at the end of the challenge, girl, you still going to be able to access all of the things. Okay. Now the recordings or the replays for the sessions are for members. And so if you miss a session during the challenge, You just won't have access to it unless you decide to stay. But the entire experience is absolutely free. So make sure that you click the link in the show notes, girl, and come see me. Okay. Come and get your life. It's going to gather. Okay. Okay. So let's hop into avoiding the traps in the wilderness. Now, last week, we really did a lot of setting the groundwork. We talked about what the wilderness was or is. It's a pasture. It's not always necessarily this dry place where you can't have nothing and you don't. It's a pasture. By definition, in the Hebrew, it is a pasture. And so we identified that this is a place where we go to seek God in solitude. And so we should expect to go to the wilderness. Now it's really, and I was having a conversation with a friend of mine about this, the wilderness should be a part of the expectation because we know it's a place of preparation. So no longer should we be tripping and causing our own mental anguish and emotional exhaustion because we're trying to figure out what we did wrong. Rather, we should be excited because this means that God is preparing us to level up, level up, level up, level up, level up. Okay. So you want to make sure that we are just changing our perspective of what the wilderness is. Get excited when you realize that God is pulling you closer to him, when he's removing the day-to-day distractions. You may lose friendships. There may be people who God shows you are not for you. These are all because those people and these things cannot go with you in the next season. And so you have to be prepared. He's going to make sure that you are able to 
sustain, not just for you to be able to start. And that's why we love God, because he'd be supplying all of our needs before we even know that we need them or that we ask. Okay. And so we talked about last week, the wilderness, having this misconception of being the place that is for punishment when really it is a place of preparation. And it's meant, when we talked about the children of Israel last week, the children of Israel were in the wilderness because they were being prepared for the promised land, right? It was a place for them to learn God as their shepherd instead of being steered by a slave master. Okay. I'm going to say that again. One more good time. It is a place for you to learn God as your shepherd and for you to get out of the mentality of having a slave master. We are in relationship with God. He loves us. We are his daughters. He wants the best for us. And so we have to learn how to build that relationship with him in the wilderness. And last week I talked about two scriptures and I'm actually going to read them to y'all. So if you're watching online, child, I'm looking at my notes and I'm always going to be looking at my notes. Okay. Cause I got to come correct. So there's two scriptures in Exodus that I want to read. The first is Exodus 14 and 12. And it says, is this not the word that we spoke to you in Egypt saying, these are the children of Israel complaining to Moses, leave us alone so that we may serve the Egyptians for it would have been better for us to serve the Egyptians than to die in the wilderness. Okay. That's Exodus 14, 12. Now I'm going to read Exodus 16 and three. It says the sons of Israel said to them, If only we had died by the Lord's hand in the land of Egypt, when we sat by pots of meat, when we ate bread until we were full, for you have brought us out into the wilderness to kill the entire assembly with hunger. Let me tell y'all, Moses don't get enough credit for dealing with the nagging and complaint because Moses was minding his business over at Jethro house. Okay. The fire showed up to him. The Lord came to him. Moses was not trying to go back to Egypt. And then he goes. And he faces his fear. He's over his stuttering problem. And they go through all of this, the plagues and all of this, the Red Sea parting. And we get out into the wilderness and they act like this didn't just happen (laughs) because they're not being fed the way that they want to be fed, the way that they're accustomed to being fed. Right. They want meat and God is providing fresh manna every day. He's telling them that they were even trying to store the manna up. Because they had this mentality, oh Jesus, they had this mentality that the supply was going to run out. So they were trying to kind of like hoard the supply and it would rot, it would turn into maggots. Because God was wanting them to learn him as the shepherd. He leads you into pastures, into green pastures and besides still waters. He is the one who provides. You don't have to provide. You have to be obedient. You have to trust. You have to have faith. And so, so many times we are out here saying that we'd rather be in daggone slavery (laughs) because we are fighting our freedom. What is wrong with us? (laughs) What is wrong with us? What is wrong with us? Child, Lord, I'm sorry, because we'd be out here wilding. Okay. So I want to talk about three things that happens in the wilderness And then we're going to talk about two of the traps to avoid. So five things total, but three of them really set the expectation of what you should be learning and gaining in the wilderness season. This is how you win in the wilderness. And then we're going to talk about the two biggest traps that really set you up, child, to be spending 40 years in a place that you were only supposed to be for two weeks. Okay. So each one of these points about winning in the wilderness have a scripture. So I'm going to read the scripture. Again, if you're watching me on YouTube, hey, girl, hey, God bless you. I got these notes because when I talk about the word of God, I'm going to use my notes. 
because I need to make sure that I'm articulate. I'm giving. Okay. Okay. So the first things first is that the wilderness, the wilderness builds trust because we have to be dependent and content with God's provision. Okay. When you go to the wilderness, you should learn how to build trust because you are going to be not only dependent, but you're going to be content with the portion that God gives in that season. So a lot of people are wanting to know how to build a relationship with God that happens in the wilderness, that happens when you learn how to surrender everything to him and you are being subservient to him and his will and his provision and all of the things that he said is good because he's God. That's how you learn how to build a relationship with God. It's in the wilderness. When you come to accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior, right? When we look back at Jesus in Matthew 3, 17, where he goes, he gets baptized, the heavens open up, the relationship is established, right? So when we accept Jesus as our Lord and Savior, the relationship is established, but relationship has to be built. And that happens in the wilderness where you learn God's character. You learn how to be dependent on him and you learn how to be content with the portion that he gives. And the scripture that I want to share with this is Proverbs 3, 5 through 6. And it reads, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not depend on your own understanding. Seek his will in all that you do and he will show you which path to take. This is why you get clarity in the wilderness. You are able not only to submit the responsibility of the result, but you learn how to seek God for his will. Seek God in his will and he will show you where to go. If you are lacking clarity, if you are lacking direction, you need to make sure that you are trusting in God with all of your heart, okay? In James, we talk about not being double-minded. So you need to be trusting in God with all of your heart not leaning to your own understanding. And then you need to seek him in all that you do. Some translations say, commit your ways to him. You need to be 100% in it to win it with God. And then he will direct your path. And so we have to make sure that we're understanding that this is what we're supposed to be grasping in those seasons of solitude, in those seasons where it seems like all hell is breaking loose in the wilderness. This is where you say, okay, God, what would you have me to do? If you're in a job right now that you don't like, because that was my testimony for a minute, a job that you hate, and I was going to plan it every day. And God was like, first of all, I never told you to come here. You decided to come here. And I said, well, true. (laughs) This is my first nurse practitioner job. It's a whole story, but I had done clinical at this place and applied for a job there because I felt like I needed the experience. My bills were paid. I was teaching nursing school. It was fine, but I wanted to get nurse practitioner experience. I went back. I already knew it was trash and it was hot trash juice when I went back the second time. And I would drive to work every day complaining, like, God, I hate this. Please deliver me from this. And he's like, I never told you to come here, but now that we're here, I'm going to use it. (laughs) And so I shifted my prayer and my perspective from God, please get me out of here to show me who I can bless today. How can I serve you as I'm in this job today? I went in, y'all, reorganized that whole office, cleaned it, set it up. I was taking care of the patients to the best of my ability. And I tell you, it was not even six months when I got the opportunity to move to my next clinic position. And so it was really me learning how to trust God and to be content with the current situation and the current provision. Doesn't mean every day was great. It doesn't mean every day was easy, but I had to develop that perspective so that way I could win in the wilderness. This episode of the God Goals and Girl Talk podcast is brought to you by Audible. 
Y'all, I absolutely love Audible. One of my goals this year was to read more books. And honestly, it's just difficult with my schedule, with me just being busy and just honestly not having the attention span to be able to sit down and read books. But Audible has come to my rescue. I have been enjoying Audible really for a number of years, but recently have been just really taking advantage of the app. Audible offers an incredible selection of audiobooks across every genre from bestsellers to new releases, celebrity memoirs. I'm talking motivation, wellness, um, spiritual business. And what I love is that oftentimes Audible will have the top celebrities or experts reading their books in their own words. Barack's The Promised Land is chef's kiss fire, listening to him discuss all of the challenges that he faced during his presidency. I also love that every month I'm able to select one new title to bring into my library. And so it gives me the option to to read and experience books that I may not have experienced picking them up myself. The Audible app makes it so easy to listen anytime, anywhere. I listen on a plane. I've listened literally this morning, listening to Atomic Habits as I'm working out. It has been amazing. And new members get to experience Audible for 30 days for free. So if you want to elevate your life through books, okay, don't have me start singing reading rainbow sis. You want to go over to www.audible.com audibletrial.com slash gggt like god goes and girl talk to start your 30-day free trial today again that's www.audibletrial.com slash gggt to start your free 30-day trial today now let's get back to the show The next is that the wilderness builds your endurance girl Endurance is what is needed for you to be sustained in the next season. Endurance, aka long suffering, is a fruit of the spirit. And Jesus learned endurance in the wilderness because he was faced with not eating for 40 days or 40 nights. His flesh was weak. He was being challenged. And then here comes the crusty old devil, aka little Lucy. Okay, here he comes now trying to give Jesus a way of escape. If you are the son of God, then turn these rocks into bread. And it wasn't that Satan didn't know that he absolutely was the son of God. But it was in those moments of weakness that the enemy wanted Jesus to doubt his own identity or he wanted Jesus to feel like he had to prove himself. He wanted Jesus to save himself right? And he couldn't because he had the power to, but he had to have enough reservation not to because the same skill set was necessary for him to be able to go up on that cross and say, forgive them, Father, for they know not what they do. He was going to be tempted. The humanity in him would have been tempted to like, I'll come down here. (laughs) Let all y'all know the business, (laughs) right? It makes so much sense in hindsight, knowing that he was being prepared to learn how to crucify his own flesh, because that way, when his flesh really got crucified, this was not unfamiliar to him. It still was painful, but it was not unfamiliar to him. He was prepared because that's what the wilderness is for. And so Hebrews 10.36 talks about our ability to be able to build endurance. And it reads, patient endurance is what you need now so that you will continue to do God's will. Then you will receive all that he has promised. You have to build patient endurance. We don't like that. (laughs) 
<laughs> that doesn't sound sexy. That's not great. That's not fun. But that's what's required in this season to get what God is promising you. A lot of times we like to skip over all of these like transition words, like only then and then. But like these things mean things. That means that there's something contingent. It says patient endurance is what you need now so that you will continue to do God's will, period. Then (laughs) after you complete part one, then you will receive all that he has promised. So the wilderness builds our endurance so we can continue to do the work that God has called us to do. And that also positions us to be able to walk into the promised land. And then the third thing is that wilderness builds discernment. Okay. Wilderness builds discernment. The wilderness is where your discernment is built because the intimacy and freedom of distraction allows us the opportunity to become proficient in the word of God. We're able to understand the character of God and we're able to understand and really tune our ears to be able to hear him more clearly. So the wilderness is the place where intimacy and freedom are both developed. If you feel like you are struggling to hear from God, you need to find you a place of solitude and go seek him in the wilderness. In Jesus's ministry, you see him go to the wilderness to pray and be with God. We have to learn how to remove those distractions. We have to learn how to ensure that we are in a position to hear God clearly and that we're using proper discernment. We're not always listening to the voices of our pastors or this, this, and that. When you go to seek wise counsel, it should only be confirming what you heard or what you heard from God in your quiet time. Too many times we are looking for people to give us a specific word on our specific situation which God will do sometimes, but he will also give you that same revelation for yourself if you seek him. And so the wilderness will give you the opportunity and the tools and the tips to be able to do that. You're going to learn how to do that. So that way, when the enemy comes in and he tries to give you counterfeit scripture as he did Jesus, you are so trained and proficient in the word of God. You can discern that that is some mess and you can tell the devil to get out, get out, get out. But too many times we are out here getting tricked by wolves in sheep's clothing because we don't have discernment. And then we run out or run away from or we complain and we are rebellious in the place where we're supposed to go to learn. This is where you learn how to use your sword. So when you're actually in war with the enemy, you can smite his head. The word of God is the only offensive weapon that we have. The rest of the armor in Ephesians 6 is to protect us. But the sword of God, the word of God is our weapon, our primary weapon. And so we find ourselves feeling so spiritually burnt out, dealing with demonic oppression and spiritual oppression because you don't know how to use your sword because you are running out of the wilderness or complaining the whole time on the whole way through. And so you don't get the benefit to where you can win the battle in the wilderness because the war is already won. We have the victory. So it's really about us winning these battles and taking um, these territories and we go from faith to faith and glory to glory. And so as we go, you're going to encounter new foolishness from the devil. He takes no PTO days. He takes no time off. And so you'll go back to the wilderness again to get the next set of tools. So the wilderness should be a place where you are excited because we now know that we're entering into territory that's going to prepare me for the next level of elevation. 
It doesn't feel like that always, but we have to have this in our spirit so we can remind ourselves that we're going to learn the lessons because we are going to use them in the next season. Okay, so the wilderness builds trust. The wilderness builds endurance. The wilderness builds discernment. Now, very quickly, I'm going to talk to y'all about the traps. Okay, it's two. They're easy. The first is complacency. The children of Israel started glorifying slavery, slavery, slavery. And when we talk about complacency, complacent by definition means to be marked by self-satisfaction, especially when accompanied by the unawareness of actual dangers or deficiencies. He was like, well, at least we ate good. You were a slave. (laughs) You were a slave. And the children of Israel got to a point in the wilderness where they were not focused on building endurance, discernment, or trust. They got so swept up in being uncomfortable that they started glorifying bondage. And when you look up the Hebrew word for complacency, it means to sit, to remain, or to dwell. They were living in this space of bondage because they were more focused on self-satisfaction and trying to gratify their flesh in the wilderness that they so very quickly forgot that you were a slave. A slave for 400 years, the people were slaves. You are a slave. And so we have to get over being complacent in our own life. We will complain, God, you, I could have just stayed here, stayed there. I could have just did this or did that. You were a slave. You are a slave to sexual immorality. You are a slave to lying. You are a slave to deceiving and manipulation. You are a slave to gluttony and to food. You are a slave, girl. So yes, it's hard when you decide to pick up your cross and you start walking and you start walking this thing out. But please don't forget to find and to acknowledge the place of freedom that you're in because the life before this, you were a slave. You were a slave to sin. And we cannot be like the children of Israel being so rebellious, because that's really what it is, that we want to be complacent in slavery. Okay, Juneteenth is close. Girl, 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 no (laughs) ma'am, no ma'am, no ma'am. Slavery is brutal. There's nothing to be glorified about that. And we are like, oh, you know what? I was better off being a slave. God, this is hard. I'm just going to go back to living the way I wanted to. And you're back in bondage. So complacency is a trap of the wilderness. The second trap in the wilderness is complaining. Girl, girl, even me, even Sharla. So complaining means to stay permanently. I said, what? (laughs) The word, it means obstinate. And the definition of this word is stubbornly adhering to an opinion, purpose, or course in spite of reason, arguments, or persuasion. Stubbornly adhering to an opinion, purpose, or course in spite of arguments, reason, or persuasion. You know Egypt was bad. You know slavery is bad. You know that sin was tearing you apart. You were depressed and anxious, but you get to this place where you are in the wilderness and because you don't feel, because your feelings, you don't feel secure and because you have not built that trust, that discernment and that dependency and that endurance, you start complaining. 
And it says, despite of reason, arguments, or persuasion, they literally saw the Red Sea part. What? How could you not? Wait a minute. (laughs) How could you not remember that God was on your side? And really, when we complain, it is us deciding to bind ourselves to our own opinions and purpose, despite reason or demonstration by God. They literally saw the Red Sea split apart. But then they want to go back to the quote unquote, the counterfeit comforts of slavery instead of submitting to the power and the plans of God. Despite y'all seeing the plagues, despite this man baby dying, despite you seeing the Red Sea split apart, you've decided, you have bound yourself to the opinion or the thought that this, what God is doing, ain't for me. But that over there, I'm gonna buy myself to that. And you will find yourself in the wilderness for 40 years. We extend these seasons because God is like, nope, you're not ready yet. You are not ready for the elevation yet. You're not going to be able to handle it yet because your perspective and your outlook has not been touched. And so we have to ensure that we are not out here fighting against our own freedom because the children of Israel doing that led to them forfeiting the promised land. And so we have to ask ourselves, what are we forfeiting by attempting to hold on to attitudes, habits, relationships that don't serve God's purposes? What are you forfeiting? Is it worth it? What are you forfeiting? So I'm going to go over these points again. We're going to talk about what you're supposed to get in the wilderness. So this is how you win in the wilderness. The wilderness builds trust. The wilderness builds discernment. The wilderness builds endurance. Okay, and for trust, the scripture was Proverbs 3, 5 through 6. For discernment, it's 1 Corinthians 2, 14 through 16. And for endurance, it's Hebrews 10, 36. And I will drop them in the show notes. And then the traps in the wilderness are complacency and complaining. Complacency and complaining. Okay, let's not do that. Let's not do that, girl. What are you forfeiting? And is it worth it? So that is it for this week's episode. I pray that this blessed y'all the way that it blessed me, child, because it's giving me what it's supposed to have gave. It really is. It is making me excited just to know that this season of being in the wilderness, of feeling a little shaky, means that elevation is close and that this is preparation. So I now need to learn. I need to learn everything I need to learn up in here. Okay. So I love y'all until next week. Continue to love God, love people, love yourselves. Make sure y'all get with us in the Relationship Refresh Challenge and I'll talk to y'all next week. This episode of the God Goals and Girl Talk podcast is brought to you by GrantStation. GrantStation is your fast track to funding and it is a dynamic tool to help nonprofit organizations find grant opportunities, build strong grant programs, and they literally walk you through writing a grant proposal. I love Grant Station, okay? They have some amazing tools and resources that literally change the game for our organization. The first time I wrote a grant, I got a 35 out of 100. What? <laughs> I was like, I don't get Fs. After using the tools and resources at Grant Station, my last grant proposal came back and I had an 89 out of 100 and we were in the final considerations for a substantial federal grant. I absolutely love 
GrantStation. One of my favorite features about GrantStation is that they walk you through their R3 system, which is revenue, review, and report. And the process ensures that your organization is not only ready to receive the grant, but able to properly manage the grant as well. Listeners of this podcast can start finding and securing grants through our exclusive partnership with GrantStation. I want you to use the link in the show notes to get access to our GrantStation databases, training, resources, and more for only $95 for the year. Y'all, $95 for the year. Now look, my first year with GrantStation, we made almost $200, okay? I think the membership is like $170 a year. Using our discount code, you are able to secure it for $95. So if you are ready to get your startup working towards securing grant funding, make sure that you click the link in the show notes and sign up for GrantStation today. GrantStation, your fast track to funding. I pray you guys enjoyed this week's episode. Make sure you stay connected with us throughout the week by following us over on Instagram at God Goals and Girl Talk, hitting us up on Twitter at GGGT Podcast, and checking out our website, www.godgoalsandgirltalk.com. The website is lit. It has a free resource library, and you can search podcast episodes based on topics, all the things, okay? So until next week, continue to love God, love people, and love yourselves, and we'll talk to you soon. Bye. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply.